Hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Women Magazine. She is, and I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 18th of February 2022, including... Will Smith's Fresh Prince of Bel-Air update, Bel-Air, on Peacock on Now TV, and a disturbing new take on Office Life in the Apple TV Plus series, Severance. We'll also be looking at two returning shows, Alibi's forensic dra- crime drama, Traces, starring Molly Windsor and Martin Comston, and also Marvelous Mrs. Meisel on Amazon Prime Video, about a 1950s New York housewife turned stand-up comedian. But first, Ian, what is in the news? Connie Britton will star in Apple TV Plus's adaptation of Anne Napolitano's novel Dear Edward as a woman whose partner dies in a plane crash from which a 12-year-old boy is the only survivor. What else is in the news, Hannah? You know, my favourite Jamie Dornan. He's back <laughs> in Netflix's action-packed spy thriller, Heart of Stone, and he'll appear alongside Gal Gadot in a twisty, globe-trotting high-octane tale of espionage. I cannot wait. Well, we've got a terrific selection this week and we're going to start off with the return of a very popular Amazon Prime video series for its fourth run. It's the marvellous Mrs Maisel. You know what's great about me? Your humility? No, it's when I'm me. Here she is, world! No more opening act gigs. What? I will only do gigs where I can say what I want. That's what Lenny would do. (laughs) That's different. He's Lenny Bruce. Well, then make me Lenny Bruce. Make me a headliner. How am I supposed to do that if I can't even book you? So you say Meisel, I say Maisel. I don't know which is correct, (laughs) Hannah. I'm sure you will have watched some of this already, uh, being a big Amazon Prime video fan. I've seen some of a previous series, and, and I absolutely loved it. It's just, there's nothing really like it i don't think on any of the streaming platforms so for the uninitiated it's set in the late 50s and then it moves into the early 60s and it's about a new york jewish housewife miriam Maisel or midge as she's known uh, played by rachel brosnahan and she's got a kind of unhappy marriage she's her husband is a not very good stand-up and she decides she's going to have a go at being a stand-up comic, and it follows that story. It looks great. The dialogue is hilarious, and it almost sort of comes across like a, like a musical, doesn't it? Just the whole way it's staged. Um, all the characters are great, but the, the New York Jewish humour, especially featuring her, featuring her parents, is, uh, is highly amusing. So if you've been following it, you will know that at the end of the last series, Midge was about to get her big break because she was going on a tour with uh, quite a famous singer called Shy Baldwin. But at the 11th hour, she got sacked from the tour because she had alluded to his sexuality on stage. So we pick up straight away from that moment when she was basically chucked off the tour on the airport tarmac. And they're in the cab home. She starts stripping off all her clothes and throwing them out the window of the cab. And um, then she she grabs a, a nearby branch and, like Basil Fawlty, starts giving the car 
a damn good thrashing. So <laughs> it's a great start. She's with her manager, who's a great character as well, Susie. So really, she's she's now got to go home. She's got to explain why she's not on the tour. People are writing horrible things about her in the press. But this setback is going to prove the impetus for a sort of rethink of her act and her future. And, she, and as you'll have heard from the trailer, she doesn't want to be a supporting act anymore. She wants to just do the comedy that she likes, which is very true to herself, and to be a headliner. So this has won many Emmy Awards, and deservedly so. Episode one finds her parents deciding to change the date of her son's birthday, which is very amusing. And they go for an outing to Coney Island, which has the famous funfair in New York um, and there's a scene where they're all having this conversation on a Ferris wheel and they're all in different chairs on the Ferris wheel shouting <laughs> across at each other so yeah it's just a delightful show and um, yeah I love it I'm glad it's back how about you yeah I, I, I think this is brilliant it's a it's a kind of um, you, you really you really like her don't you you really want her to do well but she doesn't ever seem to catch a break every 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 turn there seems to be something that a bump in the road and and i just think that it's um it's i don't know it's quite liberating because obviously you know she she lived quite an ordinarily an ordinary normal life and suddenly finds something that she's really good at but of course what comes with that isn't just um well, it isn't always happiness, is it? Of course, it is a lot of other things. So you see our personal journey too. So I think it's um, there's many layers to this, not just one. And that's why it's doing so well. And that's why it continues to do so well. And it doesn't ever get um, tired. I don't think it, it doesn't feel like it's running out of steam at all, which by this point, sometimes things do, I think. And, and this certainly doesn't. Okay, well, you're going to tell us about an exciting new series which will be available on Peacock on Sky, which we will tell you a bit more about in a moment. It's called Bel Air. <laughs> yes, it is. It's called Bel Air. Now, I think we should listen to a clip and it can bring back lots of memories. So here's the story. Came to Bel Air for a better education. Simple. Be patient. Give this a real chance. We have a different set of rules here, okay? If you want to do well, just keep your head down and follow my lead. Oh, whoa, whoa. Man, you know I'm a rep West Philly wherever I go. Yo, King, what's up, man? No love. Look around. These are my people. Okay, so I'm sure, Ian, you will remember the, uh, the classic sitcom from the 90s, <laughs> The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But this is really quite different. There's a, there, but, but some sameness that's not even a word some similarity one might say um throughout now will smith um he is actually the executive producer on this so um this is a reboot of that sitcom but it's just got some quite subtle or not so subtle differences so it it sticks to the original in the sense that it follows this youngster will not played by will smith this time um who is actually played by a real newcomer jabari banks um, and he's sent from Philadelphia to live with his very wealthy relatives. And we all remember the Banks family and their amazing Bel Air pad. And, and, and it, it's still just as extraordinary this time round, except before he came. And you, I don't know that we paid much attention to why he was there particularly. Um, but this time you do. It's a, it's a very gritty, 
hard-hitting drama and it's it's modernized the whole thing essentially so he's had to come away from philadelphia you know part of a gang there's a bit, bit of gun crime um going on he's had to be removed he's got a second chance of a of a better a better life and will will he take that second chance will he want that second chance and um i suppose yeah it does absolutely modernize it but it's not what you'd expect i think when we often see reboots and remakes you just think oh it's just I don't know, it's just a load of different people coming in and doing the same thing. And that is not the case with this at all. So, yeah, so I think that people will be quite shocked. But I think Will Smith has done a really great thing with this because he's realised that it's got to be modernised and that you have to have a sort of strand of kind of reality, if you like. And this was this was this came about because somebody actually uploaded their idea of how they would remake um, this series and, he, and and Will Smith saw it. And said this this could work, you know, really really well. It was a YouTube storm. He said, you know, I'm absolutely do this, and um, and that's how it came about. So I think if you haven't watched the original, you need to. <laughs> but this is very very different. It offers something different, and I think I think it hits the right spot. Did you like it, Ian? I really liked it, and I do remember the original, which was you know it's very breezy and pretty mm. lightweight kind of studio domestic sitcom, wasn't it? And yeah, you're right. This is very different. Um, I, I miss the Will Smith rap from the only opening titles, but the, <laughs> but the music in this is terrific. And it starts off with the backstory of why Will gets sent from Philadelphia because basically he he gets in trouble. He, he pulls a gun on someone. Um, and yeah, it's really tough and gritty drama, isn't it? It's great. Um, and then... Yeah, he arrives in Bel Air, and rather than his swagger being kind of very charming, as it was in in the Will Smith version, the original Will Smith version, um, it's actually kind of embarrassing, isn't it? Because he's suddenly mm. mixing with these big wigs, judges and DAs and the like, uh, within this very successful family that he's related to. Um, he tries to run away. Um, I think Jabari Banks is 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 brilliant he's really charismatic as well and the other characters are not played so much for last because that there was the the butler jeffrey if you remember um he's now called a house manager jimmy akimbola plays him and he's quite a kind of cool dude and also carlton who was very much the mm. nerdy butt of the jokes um in the original he's he's quite different in this as well isn't he so yeah i thought it was hard hitting at the start fast moving they've spent a lot of money at it i mean that massive party that's in episode one looks incredible doesn't it and that and the house is a beautiful setting so um yeah i i was really pleasantly surprised absolutely and before we leave that one we should just explain a little bit about peacock which is a streaming service that is available free to all sky customers or you can get it via now tv if you have an entertainment membership. Now, there's another returning show on this week's agenda. It's on Alibi. It's a forensic crime drama called Traces. And here's a clip. You need an alibi. Not done. It's with you for life. I love you. I love you too. Your father's on trial for murdering Emma's mother. So I don't know if you caught series one of this one. It, it was shown on Alibi originally and then it got a run on terrestrial TV 
and it had a rather unlikely premise, I felt. So Molly Windsor, who won a BAFTA for the brilliant three girls about the um, child sex scandal, she plays Emma, who becomes a lab technician working for these forensic scientists in Dundee who are academics, but they also help the police with inquiries into murders and so on. And she discovers that a case on the course that she is studying is almost identical to the circumstances of her mother's unsolved disappearance and death. So already you're thinking, well, that's fairly unlikely. (laughs) Anyway, and then she bumps into Martin Compston, who plays a, a builder called Daniel, who these the police are talking to in connection to a nightclub fire that's happened because he was involved in restoring the nightclub, I think. Um, and after they've got together, they discover that Emma's department are also looking into this fire. So there's some pretty, you know, you have to, you have to suspend your disbelief a bit. It's created by the actress and writer Amelia Bullmore and Val McDermid, the author. And it also stars Laura Fraser and Jennifer Spence as the two academics that Emma works for. Coming back now, we're picking up from the beginning of series one. And the the big reveal in series one was that it turned out that Daniel's dad had killed Emma's mum. That that was the big reveal. Anyway, so now the court case is coming up and Daniel is very worried because he's going to testify against his father in it. Meanwhile, there's a there's a new case that the academics are investigating with the police, which is a sort of bombing campaign that's terrorising the city. So I actually think it's it, it's really hit its stride now, this series. I, I think series two is better. And the emotional heart of it is this relationship between Daniel and Emma, that there's some big news in in that area. I think the new, well, there's a couple of new cases that they're investigating, I think are also very interesting. So, yeah, I I wasn't particularly desperate to see a second of series of this, but, yeah, I think this one is, is good and I will stick with it. What do you think of this one? Yeah, I think you're right, Ian. I think, you know, it, the first series was fine, but you weren't kind of sitting there waiting like I was for, you know, something like Afterlife to to, to come back and thinking, oh, you know, what are they going to do next? And I, I kind of wondered where it would go. I think it has hit its stride. But again, I'm not sure how much further it can go. But I think that what's interesting about this one is that you can, it's the personal side of things. It's not just the kind mm. of, because some of it's a bit unbelievable, the stuff that happens, it's all a bit too suspect isn't it oh how can that really come i know the world's small but can you pass across that much and is that a bit coincidental over and over again whereas you know daniel's suffering from panic attacks this time you see a real kind of human side to everything their relationship you know is is also massively under scrutiny in this and so i think it, it brings a whole kind of different dynamic to it i don't know even though there are other cases they are at the heart of this and how long just two people can be i don't know but i would agree i think it's um it is better this this series okay now we're going to finish off with uh, another new series on apple tv that you're going to talk about it's rather unusual i must say <laughs> it's called severance and here's a clip 
I give consent to sever my memories between my work life and my personal life. I acknowledge that once the procedure is complete, I will be unable to access my personal memories whilst on the severed floor. Say gratitude. Now, Apple TV Plus, they like to throw some money at things, don't they? And this is no different, but they also like to sort of tackle some very odd things. And this is this this is given the genre thriller. And it, and it is because it's really quite scary <laughs> because of what happens in it. And I think it's because we've talked about this before in there's part of me that thinks that this is one day a possibility. So, so in essence, the whole idea sounds wonderful. They sever your memory. It's a technology that can sever your memory. So when you're in work or on a certain floor, so you work on floor three, you remember nothing about your personal life. You're just there to work. There's no distraction because if you've had an argument with your husband or wife or whatever it happens to be, you've had a bad morning, it doesn't matter. Because when you walk onto that floor three, that memory is gone and you are there. And it's the same when you're at home. Now, it sounds kind of wonderful, doesn't it? You haven't got to worry about work when you're at home in the evenings or, you know, you haven't got to worry about doing the dinner or picking the kids up or whatever it is when you're at work. But actually, it's really quite creepy because this kind of um, isn't something that, that comes back. It's literally is, is just severed. Um, and, 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 it, and it's this person becomes a very, very different person. So we see it, the, 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 we see it kind of revolve around worker called Mark Scout. Um, and he's very introverted at work. But and so and, and he's kind of completely unaware of what's going on outside of work and that there's lots of personal heartbreak outside the office. Um, but then when he's outside of work, he doesn't know what's going on in the office and so but but suddenly these worlds collide because they kind of have to and um he becomes quite disturbed by the disappearance of a colleague in the office and the arrival of quite a rebellious newly severed one and this is when it all starts to unravel what's going on and how wrong this could be and how controlled they are and this is when it takes a dark turn because you suddenly think this brilliant idea actually isn't so brilliant after all it, a lot of I would say a lot of um I can't imagine who comes up with an idea like this <laughs> because it is quite disturbing but I I have to say Ian I, I was hooked yeah I mean it's such a great idea isn't it it's, it's definitely something we say this occasionally but it, it's like an episode of Black Mirror I think that sort of dark side <laughs> of technology but it's quite funny as well it's directed by ben stiller who directed i think a very underrated comedy the cable guy and it looks fantastic the production design is is really good of office life and it starts in quite dramatic fashion there's this woman is just lying on a, a big desk in an office and a disembodied voice is saying who are you through a loudspeaker yeah so it's it's such a clever idea Parks and Rec Creations, Adam Scott stars as Mark, but it's got an impressive cast. Patricia Arquette, Christopher Walken, John Turturro, to name but three. So it's it's almost a bit Kafka-esque, I suppose. It reminded me a little bit of the office scenes in the Terry Gilliam film Brazil. 
the premise is ingenious. One thing I did wonder, it's one that kind of gets your brain twisting and turning, isn't it? I thought if they mm. don't know anything about their work life when they're at home, how do they know that they have a job and that they have to go there? But anyway, that oh, was that, that good was, question. That was just me. But yeah, so Mark is blissfully unaware of uh, work life when he's out of work until this guy turns up and says, "I used to work with you. I'm your best friend," um, and wants him to find out what's really going on at this company called Lumen Industries. What are they really doing there in this mysterious office? So yeah, I thought it was. Um, it's funny, it looks great, and it's certainly intriguing. So, yeah, recommended. Now, we've got to that time, Hannah, where you tell us what you've been whiling away the small hours of the morning watching on the <laughs> telly box. You know what? I think I'm a bit of a bore, actually, I've decided, but I'm just so obsessed with the Great Pottery Throwdown that I can't stop watching that. They're just getting better and better, and um, it always it's getting to that crunch time now where they've got to really kind of sort them out so uh, I'm really enjoying that and also I've been enjoying a bit of Graham Norton and all the all the people that he's uh, been having on well it's not a sofa anymore is it because of social distancing on the different chairs with the sc- actually the screens have gone now so it feels a little bit more personal <laughs> but yeah I, I've been enjoying a bit of Graham Norton how about you Ian? I watched a the first episode of a drama on BBC iPlayer which I, I don't know if you've seen it it's called Chloe and it's a fascinating drama set in Bristol, and it centres on this woman. It's played by the actress who plays Princess Anne in The Crown. She's she's superb, who is obsessed with another woman's sort of Instagram life, and then suddenly this woman commits suicide, and she manages to sort of inveigle herself into the dead woman's life by various ingenious means and kind of posing as someone she's not. And you just know it's all going to come crashing down. And also there's a connection between the two, which you want to find out. How did that happen? Where's it from? So, yeah, she is terrific in it. And it's it's a yeah, great series. And I also watched uh, the first episode of Ed Stafford spending 60 days with the gypsies on all four, which was very good as well. Mm-hmm. Documentary series. I'll tell, I'll tell you what I did watch, actually, just come to mind is Encanto. Yeah, we talked about Encanto ah, yes. earlier and yeah. Yeah, I, I I felt I saw something the other day that somebody said, if you haven't had COVID or watched Encanto and know the the Bruno song, then you haven't yet you haven't seen January. And I thought, yeah. well, obviously Taking I saw the world it back by then. Storm. <laughs> <laughs> it really has, but kids loved it. Excellent. Well, we've just got time to look ahead to what we're going to be talking about next week. So, what's coming up, Hannah? Well, Sam Corlett stars as legendary Viking explorer Leif Erikson in the very action-packed Netflix historical sequel Vikings Valhalla on Netflix. And Charlie Cox is an ex-convict caught up in a violent turf war in Dublin-set gangster saga Kin on Sundance Now. So we look forward to those and more, but in 